Welcome to Crap Your Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. I'm still here. You are. I, I haven't like. I don't know out, why. But out, I haven't moved out west to start a rock band. Yeah. And Wells is here. Yeah. Are you going to move out west to start a rock band? I can't remember. Okay. Any. Well, uh, if you do, just so you know, in my phone book, I will put Hollywood in quotations next to your name. That's how I know you're a dude. But then fan. you have to like you know spray paint your your goatee black. Yes. You leave your mustache bleach blonde. Yes. And lose all this gray? Jesus, why? Yeah. <laughs> right? I've earned this, man. I know. That's kind of how I felt. Like, when I first started getting some of the gray down here, I was like, I wanted to get rid of it. And then I'm like, you know what? No, these are my racing stripes. These are cool. Yeah, but my, my chin area started going gray. And that's when I'm like, you know what? It's time for me to, like, grow my beard out three times as long as it was. So, whatever. I appreciate it, the fact that both of you, for having your, your beard growth that you like to have, yeah. at least keep it, like, trimmed up. Yeah. The like, you know, my my beard hairs are like five inches long and they go all over the place. Like I just No do um, something with that. That's that's just no. Does it make you feel uncomfortable to have something that's five inches long on your face? On their face? Your face. <laughs> Dick jokes. Yeah, I suppose. Welcome to the Craft Cockcast. God, I and swear. And we're back we're to the show too. I swear we're like twelve half the time. It's no wonder people don't listen to the show. I get it. I wouldn't. You don't. <laughs> no, you're right. I don't. I do not listen to my own show ever. Like, What are you talking about? I've already listened to it once. Why am I going to listen to it a second time? Well, and the other thing, too, is I'm sure the three of us are the, are the same. Like, memory of a goldfish. Like, I couldn't tell you what we talked about in the last fucking episode, let alone like a week later. The oh, weird thing is, like, I find myself in conversations with people where... They'll bring up a topic about beer, and it'll be something we covered in the show. And, like, immediately, I have this, like, savant trivia Rain Man knowledge of every in and out, and I talk all about it. And then it's like, yeah, but what did you have for lunch? And I'm like, I don't know. Food, I, I really, think? I really don't. And I'm, I'm like, Did I have lunch? <laughs> I'm thinking about today, and I'm like, I'm, I had something. I don't know what it was. Food poisoning? Ah, Memory loss? No, yes. At least memory loss. So, Charleston. Yes. Uh, so, this doesn't have anything to do specifically with Charleston, except it was written in the char- uh, The source is the Charlotte City paper. Okay. Right? Um, they, they asked the banging question of, are there too many breweries? And I hate this question. I do, too. I hate it. Are Did you read this people? article? Because I love this article. Uh, I didn't, I, I, actually. I got, I'll be I, honest. I got a couple paragraphs in, and, and it seemed like it was really positive towards, you know, people having, like, their own angle, you know, their own little shtick for whatever. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, you know, you think about it, it makes sense, right? Like, Yeah, but then I saw, like, Holy City, and I checked out. Like, <laughs> Gilda is the German brewery in town, and... Triple C is the kind of almost every man. Like, we've got all these different beer styles. And nobody's drinking us. <laughs> you got Birdsong, which is typically kind of just the IPA. Like, hey, remember you, us? Yeah. They're not IPA. Please don't. Well. They're, they're the they're, they're the everything but IPA. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I'm, you were making a point. I'm sorry. I'll show no, you. no, no. You're fine. You're fine. Um, but that, that little, you know, everybody kind of has their own, own niche does make sense, right? Because yeah. now, like. If Chuck were coming into town and he said, I want to try this style of beer, where do I go? I could say, 
go to this this bar, this brewery, and you'll get exactly what you want. Yeah, there are some breweries that are multifaceted and have a little bit of everything. There are some that, like even Divine, like you know, we love Divine, but yeah. you know, like they can skew to two styles of IPA, a couple fruited Berliners, and then typically like some kind of clean beer, you know. Yeah, that's true. It's not and, bad, you know, but like it's it's a thing. And if it's resident culture, you know, it's probably an IPA in all likelihood. There might be a pilsner in there once in a great while, or some stouts. And so, like, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack this this conversation for one second. Um, you were talking about Gilda being the German brewery here in town. Um, the former uh, main German brewery here in town recently put out their Spring Bach, and they changed the name on it. What is it now? It's called Bach Party. Why no? Correct. And so I got a six pack because my wife loves Frubach. We brought it home and I cracked one and poured it for her. And she's like, "Oh yeah, Frubach, I love this." And I put the bottle down in front of her. She's like, "No, absolutely not. What is this name?" This they, is so they didn't change this, the actual recipe, just the the name of it. The, the beer's the same. Okay. As best I can. T- I'm sure, like you know, every it, it's probably iterative at this point. But right. Because I used to love Furbach, but I'll be honest, it, <laughs> I hadn't probably had one in six years. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a minute. But I used to love it. And I I loved uh, Bach Party's uh, first album, Silent Alarm, but they kind of went downhill from there. Okay, so back to this article. Um, so we talked, like I said, uh, the article says, if, you know, some of these places are kind of niche breweries, and those exist for a reason, right? Yeah. But gone are the days of just similar, like, carbon copying like XYZ and everybody has to have the same tap line up and everything. So the point of this is like, we don't have enough. We don't have too many breweries and an informal poll that this Charleston city paper ran had 6% people say, yes, there are too many breweries, but everybody else is like, there aren't too many breweries, but everybody has had to diversify and make themselves unique. Even by having uh, different onsite food options or Which like getting really into like niche beer styles, everybody has to just set themselves apart now. Right. Which I really appreciate. And yes, yeah, I don't know. But at the same time, like every time I see an Edmonds Oast can, I'm like without even walking up to it, I'm like, there's an eighty percent chance I'm not going to be interested in this beer. So much of their stuff is just like it's 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 it skews super weird sometimes. Well, that's fine, but. In terms of Charleston breweries, because this article is Charleston-based, one of my favorite breweries down there is Munkel. And Munkel is brewing traditional German, or not traditional German, traditional European-style beers. A lot of them wine barrel-aged, barrel-aged, oak barrel-aged, whatever. Nobody is, is doing traditional styles quite like them in the Charleston area. So they have... Even though there are dozens of other breweries in the area, nobody is like them. Right. right. And nobody is doing stouts in the same way that Westbrook is. Correct. Even though other people do stouts. Like, yes. I consider Westbrook, like, yes. I, at least I focus on their stouts. Proper. Um, Metro. I get you. <sighs> it's, you know, it's that weird thing of, like, you even think about around here, somebody says, like, oh, I, I like Juicy J. We were talking about that earlier. And, okay, but there are, I don't know, 
12 to 14 different breweries here in Charlotte that also make a hazy IPA as good, if not better. Mm-hmm. It's just like when the local German, former German brewery decides we're going to make a West Coast IPA. And I said a show or two ago, who cares? Yeah. This is white noise. You can get better anywhere else. Yeah. They're so, not bringing anything unique or different to the table. So so if you don't have like and everybody for a while was like, we've got a patio. I'm bringing it back here to Charlotte, but we've got a patio. We've got, you know, this we've got that. And, and it all kind of starts running together after a while. Well, and, and, and to really kind of tie this back together, just because, again, I know this is Charleston, but just thinking of this show and as long as we've done it and watching this beer scene grow up, when Noda and Birdsong were literally a stone's throw away from each other back in the day, they didn't at first feel all that different. Of course, things started to change and they started to develop their own recipes and things started to evolve. But I can remember originally kind of going to those two spots going, you know, kind of similar breweries at the end of the day. Like they've got their, you know, an IPA, they've got these other three style. Like that was kind of the copy cut stamp print. You've got four different styles of beer. You've got to have your, your blonde ale, yep. you know, your Belgian blonde ale, yep. you know, you've got to have a red, you've got to have a brown and like every, you know, it was the, you know, starter kit for your first brewery. Yeah. And, and now... You know, coming out of the gate, if you're a brewery doing that, that's already kind of a bad sign, at least in my eyes, because that means that you haven't gone beyond initial R&D of learning how to make your own recipes. Um, Some of these are weird. I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, But anyways, uh, I, I am with you of, I get... It drives me insane when people say there's too many breweries because there's absolutely not. That is like saying there's too many restaurants. Right. There absolutely isn't and never will be. But if every single restaurant was just doing like burgers and fries and chicken sandwiches and whatever, then yes, there are too many restaurants. But you have so many different restaurant types out there. Yes. There's tapas. There's sushi. There's yep. um, Indian. There's Indian. There's like all sorts of ethnic restaurants and, yeah. and no, nobody ever says, do we have too many restaurants? No, they don't. Yeah. Now here's the thing. The, the beer scene, the like, it's still trying to figure itself out, but we have breweries that have like small plate kitchens with a cocktail bar in yeah. them. We have a German style brewery, traditional German style food. Now those two breweries are right across the street from each other, Yep. but I am not going to one and thinking it's the other. Right. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? And hundred yeah, percent. So as the scene continues to evolve and we continue to add different breweries to like this universe, everybody's going to have to diversify and become a little bit more unique than the old cookie cutter carbon copy days. Yeah. So uh, this will make sense to Josh <clears throat> growing up in the Midwest. Usually the sign of the town is starting to get big enough is they would get a quote unquote fast food restaurant. Yep. And especially in the last, like, I'll say 30 years, it was always the same fast food restaurant. It was a subway. Yep. That was the big deal is that, oh, you got a subway. But like nobody ever said we have too many sandwich shops between all your local like independents, you know, Subway, Jimmy John's, Jersey Mike's, Firehouse Subs. Blimpy, um, you know the list. Goes Blimpy on. still exists. It, it does in the Midwest. Okay. What about Bumpkins? No, that's that's a that's a you thing. I don't yeah. Know about that. yeah. 
but it's kind of that similar thing. Like it's that it's it's the my first brewery approach that we had for so many years. And when you walk in and you see like that's the thing. And and, and I did that. I, I think I told the story. We were in Boone and we went to this place. It was right outside of Boone. And I'm like, oh, cool. You've got like four styles of beer and you're missing the red. But Yikers. This, but this is pretty much my first brewery. And, and like they were moderately well known. But you can just kind of tell when you have the beer. It's just like this is they're not there yet. Yeah. They may get there and, and I wish them all the best, but it won't be by my support. Yeah. It's it's definitely one of those things where we don't have too many. Um, and I do like to see the diversification that is happening, not in the the sense of it's not just a bunch of white dudes with beers. I'd like to see more diversification on that front. But you know, Wells his point of you have Weathered Souls and Gilda, which are literally right across the street from the each other, uh, each other, and there's one of them can sell packaged beer in town. <laughs> ah, true, that is true, but wildly different spots, right? Like, I know what I'm going to get when I go into Weathered Souls, and I know what I'm going to get when I go into Gilda, and the two will not meet, like probably ever, in all likelihood of you know beer style. So two totally different experiences, and I like seeing that. And I hope that we do continue to see that grow and change. And it's not just restaurants. I mean, you can go in the Charlotte Agenda Instagram and, and any single time that anything brewery-wise is mentioned, everybody's like, we have too many breweries. Why couldn't oh, this God. be a... But it's the jackasses that go, why couldn't this be a bar? We need more nightlife. I'm like, do you know how, know how many Fuck bars off. we have in this town? Hundreds. Also, do you know we're shutting brewer- down the ones where you get roofied. So, like, you know, like, we've got less than we had before. But it's like, do you know how many bars we have in the town? Hundreds. Do you know how many breweries we have? Dozens. Yeah, there that's are true. dozens of us. Dozens! dozens. Just it, it's just not the same. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. And, um, yeah, whatever. Anyways. Well, what's with this IPA that you don't boil? I'm, I'm so confused. Don't you boil beer? You are supposed to boil beer because that's what Are we makes... dry scooping again? Oh, that, God. That's what, uh... That's what makes beer sanitary, right? Right. Like you, you, I'm, I'm killing all the germs and the you, bugs. You and boil things. beer and you not know. if you use bleach. Are they using bleach? Is oh. that how they're killing the germs? God, what is this like Trump era COVID? Correct. Oh boy, just throw in some some uh, horse dewormer and you'll be fine. This is I- ivermectin IPA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we lost Josh. Oh god, oh, we lost him. We lost him. So Ooh. is that what I- IPA on I- uh, certain? I, I, I. So, uh, I'm sitting here like, no boil beer. What in the world are they talking about? And, of course, this article kind of focuses on Southern Tier coming out with a no boil hazy IPA. Of course, it's Southern Tier. Of course, it is. Are they disrupting the disrupting the the IPA market? In, In a way, they are. But it's not like this beer is unsanitary because what they do is they bring it up to a, a sanitizing temperature of 180 degrees. Okay. So it's far less than what you have to do. To so it's not 212. It's 180. Yes. And they hold it there for 15 minutes instead of an hour-long boil, which is it's like once you cross into certain things, it gets into chemistry, and then you get like... DMS getting thrown off and you have to like boil that off to whatever. Okay. But anyway, uh, after I submitted this article, 
I had a no boil stout that's made locally. Okay. From uh, Noda, they're calling it a Nordic stout because it's a. I have no. Yeah. No duh. Well, I have a, a, a fuzzy recollection of why that. Uh, oh, it was one of those up. days. Well, it was Brawley's Black and Blue. So, yes, it was one of those <laughs> days. Thank you very much. Just one um, of them days. But basically, it's we can make this beer like food safe by holding things at 15%. We don't have to worry about it, you know, uh, forming the precursor for DMS. Um, but if it's a beer that's supposed to be kind of soft bodied, then this kind of helps us get there with less energy expenditure and 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 still kind of achieve that result. So me, I'm kind of here like I can't wait to see more no boil uh, either hazies or stouts. All right, this so could be, this could be interesting if the beer is good. Yeah, know? if it's and, good, and yeah, and it, it is way less concerning to me than the powdered beer. 100%. You're actually trying to find a way to be a little more eco-friendly, a little more sustainable, whatever. Cool. Which I'm all for, but I have an honest question. Please. Yes. On the economy of scale, like me homebrewing, uh-huh. aren't I expending far more emissions and energy than what a large brewery is doing? So, on economy of scale, right? If you were doing these... Your batch in as much of a batch as it would take to make their batch. Like, yes, I have no doubt. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I I, I just feel like you're. So maybe the key I'm is putting off of, like the next time you homebrew instead of using which will be never. But. Right, right. I get it. I get it. But instead of using your gas stove, you should use an induction cooktop, and then there you go. Boom, hmm. you're set. Yeah. Right. Sure. This is where we pimp some kitchenware that we don't get paid for. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. yeah Maiden. This. No. No. Hell no. <laughs> No, not until they send me some stuff, man. I ain't, I ain't mentioned their name. Maiden, please send us stuff. Well, back to the no boil. Now, there's, it, it does go into math of the energy expenditure difference in holding something at 185 degrees for 10 minutes versus having it boil for a minimum of one hour. It's substantial. I bet. Um, but the question is, are these beers going to be any good? And just well, because I mean, you, you tried one, what was your opinion? Uh, well, uh, two again, things. he doesn't remember. <laughs> I I liked it, but I didn't know it was a no. Like, here's the thing: I didn't know it was a no boil salad at the time. It wasn't gotcha. until I came back for a second time. I'm like, wow. So, what is the story? What the heck is a Nordic style of beer? And uh, somebody <laughs> read off of a sheet. It's like, well, here's exactly what it is. I'm like, oh my god, that's actually kind of cool. I, okay. I wish I had the presence of mind, the forethought, whatever, to like take a picture of the description of everything. You know, been drinking beer festival. It's fine. Um, yeah, it's fine. But I like the beer, and if if this is what like a no boil stout looks like, that's I mean that's kind of cool. If yeah. you can get away with something that I can't tell that it's a no boil beer. And it really does take like ten percent of the energy expenditure. Fuck it, why not? Yeah, make some I, more. That that's one of those like <clears throat> for years and years and years and years and years, going back to you know the monkest monkest the monk days, the Trappist days, you know, and, and everything else. You know, like this is how you made beer. I'm okay to your point, Wells. I'm okay with 
mixing that up a little bit, saving a bunch of energy if you're making the same product. Mm -hmm. yes. Where I get weird is the, oh, we're completely shifting, you know, from liquid beer to powdered beer. <laughs> and I'm just like, I just... It, it, it's like electric cars. I know parts of it are better for the environment. Parts of it are definitely not. Right. So. Yeah. Meanwhile, I just want to go back to, you know, the days of being a kid where we'd all come inside from playing out, you know, playing, playing outside. And I'm like, all right, we've got some uh, orange juice, purple stuff. stuff. Purple D. stuff. Give me purple stuff. <laughs> Sunny D. Sunny D, man. You know, in the. Uh, yeah. Yeah, in, in the latest line of like, hey, we used to be relevant. Uh, Sunny D is making a seltzer because, of course, they are. Yeah. Um, now, that said, if the Sunny D seltzer is anywhere even close to what the Bojangles hard tea seltzer is, I'm probably going to buy some because I loved Sunny D growing up. I did you really? I oh, hated that oh, stuff. Oh, man. I, I haven't had Sunny D in probably 30 years, so I may be in for a rude awakening. But um, <laughs> I was always a purple drink kid. Like, give me the purple drink. I don't care. Yeah. Sunny D was gross to me. Uh, I love Sunny D. And, uh, yeah, so, so you know, they're doing it, you know, your standard, like, I think it's like 5% um, seltzer. Again, why not? Everybody yeah. loves nostalgia. This will sell for a little bit, and then it won't. Yeah. It, Sunny D, like I could always tell a difference, even like between Sunny D and like regular ass orange juice. A regular right? D, regular D, <laughs> because one was a powdered fucking concentrate, and the other one was actual, typically. No, the other one was a dick in his mouth. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> So the thing about Sunny D was, and it wasn't until I had like my first screwdriver. Where I'm like, God, Sunny D already kind of tasted like a screwdriver, right? Uh, like, okay. So you're talking about putting vodka in something that already kind of tasted like it. It had like a sharpness, like a a vodka ness to it. Okay. <laughs> Man, you two had a very different experience with Sunny D than I did. Apparently, like, I don't I know what happened to you out in Kansas, but you know, I did not like that stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was gross. Again, I, I'm not saying I had a preference with Sunny D over regular. You're not saying you, you're not saying you didn't binge drink Sunny D screwdrivers, but you're I, not saying I, you did. I've actually never had a Sunny D screwdriver. I'm saying like regular orange juice until tonight. with a little bit of vodka. Kind of tasted like I remembered Sunny D tasting like. Gotcha. So now you're gonna add like alcohol to Sunny D. I'm scared, but also you, very interested. You know, you could already do this, right? Oh, Spy, sure. Buy Sunny D and vodka. But Problem solved. See, I have vodka at the house, but I'm also you're low on Sunny D. But oh, uh, yeah, I'm, or go I'm, get purple stuff. Purple stuff's better. <laughs> I would much rather mix purple stuff with. I don't know, vodka, codeine, whatever. Take your pick. Let's go. A little Robitussin. Hell yeah. <laughs> Rob it up. Uh, dogfish, how far ye have fallen? Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, dogfish chasing the, the dragon that everybody else is. What's hot right now, it's uh, ready-to-drink cocktails. Um, and I will say, having had uh, one of Dogfish Head seltzers, mm -hmm. they do the distilled, or the, uh, uh, not distilled, um, Diluted brewed, down, brewed down, and not the diluted down and yeah, not yeah. the brewed up. Which I would argue the diluted down stuff tastes so much better. Their ready to drink uh, cocktails were were quite good. So hmm. interesting. I mean, yep. 
I, I can't say that I've honestly, I think I have that last one. Is No, no the, the last triple. Yeah. Lordy. These are taking a while to get through. Yep. Is that a good thing? Mm, mm, I don't know yet. We'll see. Um, I don't know. It, it, to me, this is just that how far has Dogfish fallen to the point of and yes, I know that Sam owns them now, so oh, yeah. I don't know how much Calione or Calajone or whatever his last name is is actually really involved in the day-to-day business decisions anymore. Yeah, or I, is he just up in the, you know, Rehoba brew pub just doing his own thing? I, well, I mean, you know, they've got their distillery and you can buy their distilled things. Um, I, which, I, is, which is true, you're right. I they've had that for a while. I wouldn't be surprised at all to find out that whoever is over all of the Sam Adams you know, ready to drink cocktail type things may have some, like you could also make dogfish head stuff if you want to. And maybe they farm that out to DFH to actually do the actual work on it. But well, know, I guess my other thing too is I've tried, well, I shouldn't say I've tried the cocktails. We've tried the beer cocktail things and those were fucking disgusting. Sure, sure, but that's a brewed up with flavors to mimic a cocktail. Right. When you're actually taking, you know, like a flavored beverage, you're adding like a neutral spirit and then diluting it down, it's a totally different world. Okay. Maybe I need need to try one. Like yeah, next I, time I'm at the I, ABC I'm, I'm kicking store. Myself, well, I'm sitting there and so I got to, you know, I've, I've got a work trip to Baltimore tomorrow. So I'm like, hmm, I bet I could get my hands on some of those, but it's just getting them back would be the problem, you know? Yeah, totally. Uh, well, you love a crispy boy. Hell yeah, I do. And the Wells crisp- is a crispy boy. The crispy boy seems to have found its flow. Good. Like I, I and like so many other people called it like during COVID suddenly like the, kind of the the ale churning breweries had to grind to a halt of production with when uh covid rolled around and so i'm like it's lager time it's finally lager time for all these like just churn and burn breweries that were focused on two to three week production time like well now they have time to like figure out how to make a pilsner or a hellas or whatever so here's this article they also have the time to let them become yes right you know because to your point, you can't nail out, like, you can't push out a lager in three weeks if you're doing it right. It's right. got to be six to eight. And how many breweries during COVID did we see where they were having a hard time because they had made so much beer and there was nobody to drink it? Mm-hmm. So they had yeah. to adjust their speeds mm-hmm. and their, their rhythms and their just everything. And, and so, like, I'm excited to see this as a, this is becoming a real thing. I would love to see. And I think we've been spoiled, at least in Charlotte, with a lot of folks doing really great loggers. But the ones that I thought that were doing like the best loggers were doing the best loggers before COVID. Correct. Um, in a lot of cases, yeah. In in a lot of cases, and not not in every case, certainly. But this article is called "The American Pilsner Has Found Its Flow," and man, I could not agree more because. We we've talked about on a, a past show. Um, oh, help me here! What's the night shift? Yeah, no, not night shift. No, Jack Savvy. Yeah, that, Jack Savvy is going back to a hundred percent lager production. They yeah. dabbled in ales, and they're like, you know what? This isn't for us. We're going back to doing lagers. Um, we've seen 
uh, Divine Barrel locally doing a bunch of white labeled Pilsner, Italian Pilsner, American Light Lager, this, that, and the other. Check pills. Uh, I mean, in this uh, head, header photo alone, we have Burial, and then we have uh, Halfway Crooks out of Atlanta, who's like, does a lot of clean beer, but mostly lager production down there. I I love a good lager. I love a good crispy boy. I, I don't care if it's a, a Baltic Porter, a Hellas, a uh, American Pilsner, Italian Pilsner, uh, a Marzen. Like, let's go. I'm all for that smooth, crispy taste. Yeah. I, I love uh, the fact that they even understand their audience in the first line of this article about how, you know, it's a running joke among craft beer aficionados that every year is the year of the lager. I mean, like they've literally been saying that for probably four years now. Yeah. Kind of. And you know, it just, sometimes it takes people a while because the hazy IPA and the pastry stout and the fruited Berliner all kind of distracted people from like, sometimes you just want a beer flavored beer. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's great about this sometimes is just having a beer flavored beer. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my bitter boys. I love my West Coast. I love a good stout. I love bourbon barrel aged stuff. But I do enjoy just a clean beer flavored beer. But nobody's putting Lucky Charms in a Pilsner yet. Thank God. Yet is your keyword. It will happen. Ugh. It'll be a brewery in Florida. It'll Calling be it no. Now. It'll be four fifty North. They'll be the first ones. Probably. You're right. You're right. Or Jay Wakefield. <sighs> That's a Florida brewery, though, so I'm, yeah. I'm right. No, no, that's why I was giving you that. I was like, I was like, I was going back to that, but yeah, it'll be like, uh, you know, um, uh, Lucky Charms, uh, Marshmallow, Hazelnut, Maple, Pilsner. And you'd be like, why? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. So, saw a picture on, I think it was like the craft beer subreddit, which is nothing but beer porn anymore. Like there's no news ever. Oh yeah. I can't go in there on there, but I saw a picture of this brewery. I don't know where it was, but somewhere in the States and it was three beers. One was like some fruited sour. Then they had an Italian Pilsner and they had a hazy. And I was looking at the Italian Pilsner going, I would drink that before anything. Like, yep. That looks nice and clean and crisp. And let me have that. I'd probably have two of them before I had one of the others. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is funny because I am definitely too getting to that point of sometimes I just want a normal, clean beer. I mm-hmm. don't need anything else. Like, I really am starting to enjoy Mama's Little Yellow Pills quite a bit because it's just that. It is a clean, not crisp in that case. It's not really crispy, but it's just a clean, normal beer look at we've been uh <clears throat> binging yellowstone as of late and i bought a, a six pack of coors squat boys you know just for gigs and i'm just like this isn't really a bad beer no oh, that's the, the, the banquet th- yeah oh god it's so good yeah, yeah. it's just like I'm like this is just a really like enjoyable beer i mean that's the thing as much as we rail against the the big boys they know what they're doing when it comes to that stuff, and it's fucking good. It's almost like they've done it a couple of times, right? I mean, just because I'm not out here like buying macro anymore, uh, doesn't mean I don't have respect for what they're doing. Because damn, if it isn't hard to make, it, it's hard to have consistency on that scale. Yes, especially with like a lager 
is so much harder to to do than an ale because there's so much more time that things can go wrong. And, and there's a lot less margin for error in a yep. lager. And I don't know that people realize that. Like it is it's no joke. Like you can't hide. When you are a home brewer, that is like your first real sign of success is I can make a lager. That because doesn't taste like shit. Anything that it's not supposed to taste like. Right. Like that is artisanship. That's craftsmanship. Like you know what you're doing. Um, whereas ales, yeah, you can make all kinds of mistakes, throw shit in it, put it in barrels, do all kinds of stuff to fix things. There's no room to hide in a lager. When it sucks, it sucks. Yep. And you know it. Uh, and I do think it, it's, I, to me, it feels like it's a sign of the industry growing up of we can now make the style of beer and we can do it well. Right. Where it's not me. Oh no, I fucked up this stout. So now we're going to barrel age it and hide the mistakes. It's I made this beer. I know everything is perfect. Or going back to the last episode, we were talking about burial. You have a brewery and I'm not singling out burial just as a general idea you have a brewery that puts out something new if not multiple new things every single week and then and it's they all some mixture of hops most of them are decent every now and then one of them's bad you'll never get the ones that are good again but you'll never get the ones that are bad again and they just kind of throw everything against the wall and hope something works but again they can't repeat the success making a hazy ipa like that I mean, don't get me wrong. That takes some skill. Making it a second time doesn't get, you know, like you don't see a whole lot of that unless it becomes a flagship beer. Right. Surf wax from burial or um, uh, sky's, the sky's the limit from uh, divine. Lightning hazy. drops from resident Lightning culture. Drop. Yeah. You know, like you, you do see some breweries that are competent enough that they can make that hazy IPA again and again and again. Yeah. But you don't see too many breweries that are willing to go to bat and say, we're going to make a beer that we can't hide behind. This beer is good on its own. It doesn't need anything. It's true. You That's why I said it. You can't adjunct it. Like I said, to me, it's a sign of the industry growing up. So to the, I'm just going to take a shit on burial point, uh, counterpoint, uh, burial did a collaboration with halfway, halfway crooks called low and it's a margin. That's it. Oh. 5% margin. It's great. Okay. Can they, I buy it? Yeah. Where? Uh, In town right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. I can tell you exactly. Anywho, continue. Sorry. Um, I didn't mean to distract you. Similarly, they have done a recurring, and I think I've seen this three, maybe four times, a fooder barrel-aged Mexican lager. Hello. Collab with Other Half. Yes, please. That is crispy and clean. I'm looking at one, two, three. Okay. Cool. Yeah, there are about a handful of spots in town where you can buy low. Um, it's like, but that's the thing. That is burial growing up and sure. saying, yeah. hey, look, we we can do hazies. We can do adjuncted stouts, but you know what? We can still brew yes. a damn beer flavored beer. And I don't feel like it has to be one or the other. You know, and it, it again, can like, be both. Like, like, I'll, like I'll pick on Divine Barrel. Like they have their hazies that they make on a regular basis. They Man. have their fruited Berliners that they make on a regular basis. They've got a laundry list of West Coast IPAs, but they have a couple they keep going back to. And again, mm -hmm. the white label beers come out. I know it's going to be great. Yeah. I get so excited when, I'm, when it just says Marzen or Czech Light pills. Lager or Czech Pills or Italian Pills. Yeah. Like, 
I just uh, kicked the Italian pills four pack that I had in my fridge like over the weekend. Yeah, it's it's damn delicious. I'm I'm finding more and more like the novelty of like what can we get away with is gone for me. Yes, and it's like cool. You want to impress me? Like you want to surprise me? Make a good beer one time. You want to impress me? Make it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, unfortunately, that's. It's, it's tough for us because we try so many beers and, you know, there are a lot of people that, like us, we, we'll have a sample of beer and say, that's great. I love it. And then they get a four pack of it. And it's like, this, this, this wasn't, this, yeah. is not, this is not it, fam. Yeah. And it's tricky because not every brewery can pull off the consistency that needs to be there to make great beer. But I'm excited to see, to your point, not only is it like in your comment, burials growing up. But also like beer drinkers are growing up because yeah. for a long time, we would say on this show, we have the beer market that we deserve. Yep. Because everybody is chasing check-ins. And now that. So true. Now that they're making fun of untapped deads on TikTok, you know, like I'm just, like, <laughs> what? yeah, that's the thing. We'll talk about that offline. Um, It's well, I don't want to talk about it here. It's fine. Uh you know, I, I, maybe like untapped is starting, you know, may, maybe there is going to be less of a concern of I've got to have something new or I've got to check in every beer that I have. But there's this uh, one individual in specific, the article I was reading was talking and, and her dad would drag her out to breweries and, you know, the typical like middle aged dad thing. I got a flight. I got to take a picture of it. I've got to check everything in. I've got to get my tasting notes. But then I guess like she went off to college or whatever, and now she's missing that, right? And so like, of course, TikTok being TikTok, they've kind of like, they're they're making fun of the dads who like to check in stuff on Untapped, right? Which I, I mean, to me, like I can remember getting rid of my Untapped account and stopping the gamification of drinking beer, and it was completely different for yeah. me. Yeah, I I, uh, <laughs> I kicked my second keg. Of uh, Divine Barrels did it all for the Wookiee. I've had two kegs since November. Love that cold IPA. And I went to check in uh, the one that I had yesterday because it was the one that actually kicked my second keg. And I realized I've only checked this beer in like 10 times. And like this is a beer that I absolutely adore. And yet, you know, like it's it's a good sign for me that I'm I'm adjusting and not just right. checking in every single thing that I ever have ever. Yeah, that's true. Uh well, final story up. What's going on with with Trappist Brewing? Nothing. Okay. More so to, to be a Trappist brewer, you have to be brewed by monks. Well, here's the thing, when's the last time you really heard of somebody going off to become a monk? Right? Guys, I have an announcement to make. Well, the good news is there's plenty of vacancies. You'll have no problem finding. You'll, they'll give you the keys. You can, be, you can have the monkeys. Nice. Hey, hey. But we're the monkeys. So people aren't entering the monastic life anymore. Big shock. I know. And as that population of monks kind of ages and uh, goes away, we're, we're going to lose what makes a, a Trappist beer. Right. Now, eventually, and, and we've seen this already, um, breweries kind of saying, you know what, we're 
no longer brewed by monks. We will just like sell or transfer rights of our stuff to another brewery. So we're still like a Belgian brewery, but we're no longer like a Belgian Trappist brewery. Which, you know, is a very specific indicator that may be past its time. Like, you know, like, okay, so first off, I'll I'll ask, and I'll include myself in this question. When's the last time that you actively reached out for a Belgian beer at at your local shop? Um, Believe it or not, I just bought a bottle of Delirium last weekend. Okay. Uh, been a while, but I is saw deli- it and I was is, like, uh, "Is Delirium Trappist?" I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't think Delirium is anymore. So, okay. so okay, so all right, so it's a Belgian beer, but yes. I'm like, okay, so when's the last time you looked seriously at a Trappist beer outside it, of like Saint Bernard's Christmas sale? Uh, since we, you and I, were hunting Westy Twelve, right? And and so and then that was what 2014 or something like that. Yeah. Hey, hey. Orval, Orval Day was like this. Like sure, this past yes. weekend, they're a Trappist brewery. Yes. Oh, yeah, they're. And, and right. like, <clears throat> I'm not saying there's not a place for it, but I just don't feel like the demand is there. It, it is. Will, it will die off quietly in the night. It is. It will be a shame. We I, will recognize it, but most people won't even. It won't even be a blip on their radar. It is definitely a sign of, to me, the olden days, right? Of. It was Sierra Nevada, it was New Belgium. Fat tire, yeah. And it was this weird... Stone IPA, and then, you know, like, Boulevard, uh, wheat, 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 yeah. and Rogue. then... Rogue? Yeah, Rogue. Yeah, Rogue's in there. Rogue, and, and dead then, guy. Like, and then, like, we were all like, oh, yeah, you know what's really good is, like, that St. Bernardus or the ABT-12, you know, like... But, yeah. But there was, like, the Belgian section, right? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, there yeah. Was, there was, like, domestic craft, and then there was... Belgian, like does that still exist? Because I have not been in a total wine in years. No, it doesn't exist. Okay, I was in one unfortunately yesterday. Um, but like Chimay, remember? Like, oh yeah! Holy oh, yeah. shit! Chimay Blue. Oh man, I used to love those little boxes of Chimay too. I, I have one. I got. I don't remember what year it is, but it is. Um, it's at least fifteen years old at this point, and now I'm just kind of like, how long do I let this go? No, I just let it go, and at some point, you know, like hell, I, I may end up cracking it for uh, the youngest's graduation party. Oh, just there for you giggles, go. Yeah. You know, because like, what else am I waiting for? I mean, I saved one dogfish head worldwide until mine graduated, and that was my like, hooray! I got somebody through high school. Let's have this. Let's have an eighteen percent beer and forget the last eighteen years. Let's right. have an eighteen percent beer and go, man, this is really thin yeah. for being eighteen percent. I mean, that thing was so fucking old at yeah. that point. Like, because I think I bought them back and I know Chris still lived here. That's yeah. how long ago it was. Um, it was probably that batch that we all went in on. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I, I've got shit. I've got an old Chimay and I've got an old like OG Omega Point. I've got a pre-buyout uh, Bourbon County Stout. Ooh, that's a good. You know, like I'm just like like. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it's so like we 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 had some friends over uh, a week or so ago, and we were talking about uh, my, my my son's graduation party be coming up this you know after the school year gets out, and and I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna be like cracking open all these old bottles, and I think. Like, they were like, oh, well, send us an invite. We'd love to come and, you know, like, we'll bring them a present and all that. But I think they just want to come for the beer. Right. And I'm okay with this. I'm completely okay with this. This is an absolutely perfect response. 
my parents and my in-laws will be sitting over on one side of the garage staring at me wondering what kind of an alcoholic I actually am. Right. And I'll be over on the other side with all my friends and showing we be, them what an alcoholic we will be, actually that's are. right. That's right. <laughs> Proving to them. I, I was about to say, um, can I come? <laughs> like, absolutely. Like you're reading all these beers. I'm like, I'd like to be that. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I mean like, and, and, and I mean this respectfully find your own way down there. Oh yeah. Cause I'm not going to take care of you in that way. No, but <laughs> you're, you're absolutely, I'll send you the info. Uber and Lyft are a thing. They do exist. I've done Ubers and lifts out to your place before. They're not cheap, but... Fair enough. All right, fine. Um, anyways, back to so Trappist. That, uh, Jeff makes a valid point. I have not actively looked for a Trappist beer in ages. I think, unfortunately, this style is going to quietly die in the night. I mean, and I don't and it, think it's today, and I don't think it's tomorrow, but 20 years from now, there might be one left. You know, and, and there might be one, like, original OG that's still a Trappist... But there will still be the breweries that still put out a Trappist-style ale. Right. You know, like a Kolsch-style ale or, you know, a sparkling wine. You know, like all those things that you can no longer claim are a specific thing because you don't have the rights or the geography or whatever it is to call it a specific thing. Yeah. However, you're doing everything in the same style as an homage. Yeah. You know, maybe it'll be fine. And there may be a resurgence at some point, but... I mean, you know, there was, might be. You know, a, a style, not even really a style, but a designation that was given based on a lifestyle. And that lifestyle is, you know, kind of dying off. Yeah. It, stuff happens, man. That's true. We're ready for break? Yes. Oh, yeah. We'll be back at 30. I'm thinking it's time for buy no buy Jeff we've got a, kind of a different buy no buy tonight so yeah, why don't so, you explain how um, that works so, so what we're doing yeah normally we would just say whether we would buy a beer or not buy a beer um, when you go through our whole lineup but um, thanks to Ryan we have uh, the 2023 release uh, all four variants uh, no less of the chocolate covered pretzel stout from triple C um, along with a Chuck beer uh, so, you know, we'll we'll buy no buy the Chuck beer and then we'll get to the triple C beers and I'll kind of introduce the whole thing and we'll we'll kind of just give like a ranking of our top to bottom, you know, one through four on those and just make it super easy. Okay, cool. Um, so what's uh, the what's the Chuck beer? Yeah, so um, every time Chuck sends a box, I'm I'm trying to figure out which one is the troll beer, and uh, I think I found it. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I was pretty sure just based on you know the style. Uh, from Pontoon Brewing. Uh, this is a black IPA called Not Today, Chuck. I mean, I'm sorry. It's called Not Today, Satan. Not Today, Satan. Not Today, Chuck. Um, look, there is a, a a market segment that apparently still appreciates a black IPA. Why? I don't know. Um, the only good black IPA that I ever remember had coconut in it, and it kind of helped balance some of this out. Um that is not this beer. It's probably a well-made black IPA, man. I don't know. I just don't like black IPA. I just, I don't necessarily want hops with my roasty. I just don't, it doesn't, no? I don't want a coffee IPA. I don't want a hoppy stout typically. 
Um, it's it's uh, not not today, Chuck. Wells. No bye. Uh, Black IPA, really polarizing style for me. I think I've only loved five of them, and the rest are either middling or shitty. Uh, this falls in the middling category. It's it's. I like the hops. I think the 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 color is right. The roast isn't overpowering, but it, again, middling, and that's not a buy. Josh, this was a style that I was happy to see die. And why is it still around? No, no buy. All right, uh, moving into the chocolate-covered pretzel stouts. Um, so, again, there are four variants this year. There is the standard bourbon barrel-aged chocolate-covered pretzel stout. Uh, there is the espresso teeny version. There is the vanilla latte version. And then there is the salted caramel mocha version. Um, I was uh, fortunate enough to get to try all these on tap at the brewery. Um, yeah, I was very jealous that I couldn't make it to that, but work, sucks. Work, sucks. Look, it I sense. know work projects be work projects. I, look, I was unemployed at the time, so I know. Like, like, so, the one thing I had going for me, all right. <laughs> um, uh, for for me, uh, I really love the coffee and the espresso teeny. Uh, that one is my favorite this year. The regular one. Uh, actually, um, I, I kind of waffle uh, depending on. <laughs> which time I've had them. I like the vanilla latte sometimes more than the base. Sometimes I like the base more than vanilla latte, but those are my like two and three kind of together. And then the salted caramel for me, just like, I don't, I don't enjoy it at all. Okay. Um, so three of them you would buy one. You wouldn't, uh, n- no, I would buy the espresso teeny. I would probably pass on the rest because I'm going to spend my money on, uh, that particular beer. The espresso one is the one that I enjoy the most. Wells base beer. It's fine. I'll buy it because I'm 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 feeling away. Uh, the vanilla latte seems really one note, uh, dominant vanilla. That's fine and all, but it's really not for me. Espresso teeny. Uh, it's better. I, I kind of like the coffee, but I, I feel like there's whatever. I, I feel like there's a a. a I don't have anything nice to say about the salted caramel mocha. It's it's the the caramel in it that the first time I tried this, like at the brewery, they they had mispoured me something, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's butter, that's diacetyl, <laughs> um, and I had just like, oh my god, something's wrong with this beer, like a gut reaction, and that hasn't gotten any better now. So did you know by all of these? Uh, or are you gonna do the espresso tini? I'll do the espresso okay. tini. And you said you you would buy the uh, base, yeah, and and the base. Oh, sorry, I already coded the base. Yeah, but I'm, can can we like negative one? Like, I know we do a one and a zero. Can we do a negative one on the salted caramel mocha? No, <laughs> no. Okay, are you are you sure? Could you please? I feel like every okay. year there's always like that one variance of the mix that that just doesn't quite hit the same as the others. Oh, fine, sure. But I'm saying like on the on its own in a vacuum, I. You'd rather die of uh, thirst? Cholera. Josh. So my order, of course, number one king is vanilla. Um, I really like the vanilla, the expression of it. I I do like the base beer. Um, Always kind of have liked the base beer. I'm with Wells on that caramel. That is terrible. Uh That is atrocious. That is hate in a can. It's not that bad, but it's really bad. Yeah, it is. It's it's pretty bad. It's It's bad. bad. It's bad. Uh, 
so vanilla number one, base beer number two, the espresso teeny number three. I do like some of the notes in the espresso teeny. Um, I don't know that I could get through an entire can though. So I'm going to say I'd buy two and no buy the other two. So now, Jeff, it's time for I tap that. How does that work? Uh, I tap that <clears throat> out of all of these beers that we have tried. Uh, what's the one that we would most like to have uh, on a keg? I uh, have a keg of, and um, I mean, you know, just by nature of me not buying anything else, like it's the espresso teeny by default. But I, the two sweetest, the two sweetest words in the English language, default. default. Yeah. Um, but that being so, said, like I, you know, I don't. I, I've gone through the coffee stouts over the years, and I yeah. just I don't. I'm, I'm not looking for that uh, as a keg. So I'm just gonna no tap today. Okay. Wells? Is no tap an option? It is. Always right, is. dead ass. I'm not doing it. Okay. I don't think I've ever no tapped. I can't. No, you, you, you're right. You haven't. Um, Josh? I don't know. I don't know you, if I could do a whole keg of the vanilla, to be honest. Like, I could do a can. I don't think I'd do a whole keg. That's sad. That's real sad. But, yeah, uh... Like officially, we're all gonna no tap anything. Um, sorry, Triple C, you didn't do bad. I mean, but this- it is. I mean, it, you know, that beer is a, it's a, it's an enjoyable half pint. I could totally see like in in these little samples that we're getting. Yep. Um, perfect. Yes. Right. Anything beyond this. I don't know. It feels like it'd be too much. I mean, you know, like we always talk about how nice it is when you can get a high ABV beer at a 12 ounce can. Like these is 12 ounce cans. I feel like would really be smart. Yeah, I agree. So Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Come check us out on the interwebs at craftbeercast.com. Uh, if you want to send hate mail, uh, and it's probably Ryan and or Chris that are really pissed off at us right now. Yeah, hate mail um, at craftbeercast.com. Yeah, email us, hate mail at craftbeercast.com. Or slide into Josh's DMs at CBCast. Uh, meanwhile, you can find all the wells on all of the things. Where can I find you? Well, at all the wells on Instagram and Twitter. Josh, where are you? Besides right there. You can go to our subreddit slash r slash craftbeercast. Don't forget about Patreon, patreon.com slash craftbeercast. Uh, tell a friend, tell somebody you've been listening to us for eight years and 400 some odd episodes. Get the word out. Let people know we exist. And other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.